You can be seated. Uh, yeah, I'm doing this today. Uh, happy late Thanksgiving to you all. Trust you all had a wonderful, blessed Thanksgiving. Um, everyone I've talked to has started with, yes, I ate entirely too much. So, you know, it's what we do, isn't it? <laughs> but the Lord is good to us, and I'm thankful for him. Um, so just a few announcements. We will have service this Wednesday. It is our Singspiration Night, Singing Worship Night. So we'll have some specials, but also have some time of, uh, of uh, corporate worship and uh, just lifting up the name of our God and praising him together. So um, come for that. Uh, and then um, ladies' Christmas party is this Saturday. Boy, didn't that just sneak right up on us. So it is at my house. Um, The address is on the blue paper in the back or text me and I'll text it to you if you need it. Um, The menu is back there now as well. So if you guys can sign up for that, um, make sure we get everything covered. And uh, the little gift exchange game, we'll do that. Um, Bev talked about re-gifting in Sunday school. Feel free to re-gift for that if you would like. Write the word hope on there and put it in the bag. No. yeah, or uh, just any of those, yes. Uh, less than 15 we don't want you know, it to be a burden for anyone. So less than $15 if you do spend. Uh, and is that all I need to say about that? Oh, make sure you've signed up if you want to ride uh, here from the church so that we can make sure we have enough drivers here to get you uh, to, to my house. So um, make sure you've signed up for that for the ride. And I think that is it. Wednesday, Sunday. Anybody else think of any announcements that need to be made? Okay. All right. Um, Let's go before the Lord in prayer this morning. Uh, Continue to pray for the church. I don't think I have an update right now, do I, Harold? Nope. I don't have it. (laughs) Uh, But just continue to pray for the church. Uh, God leading. We want his way and uh, we want to be the church he wants us to be for this community and for this world, don't we? So um, let's uh, continue to pray for the church. I know there's several who are not feeling well this morning. Uh, Sonia, Jude, uh, Isaac. So let's remember those who aren't feeling well and some that are traveling, I know. Uh, Anyone else have anything they'd like to mention for prayer? Sonny? Remember Sonny's son, Joe, and his health. Okay, continue to remember Chase and Aaron. Anybody else? Okay. Let's all stand and pray together this morning. Brother George, would you lead us in prayer?
we'll let our ushers come for the offering this morning. Uh, Dad, can you help with the offering? Can you, would you help with the offering this morning? This is, someone tell me what Sunday this is. Fourth Sunday for general expense. Thank you. So fourth Sunday for, Joe's looking at me like, I don't know. <laughs> Fourth Sunday general expense, and then uh, if you have ties, anything else, be sure and mark it uh, on the envelope. Father, we thank you for this time to give and worship to you, God. And Father, we just pray you'll bless this offering um, and just bless those uh, who are able to give in your name. Amen. saved this morning? Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord he turned me around. Wandering into the night Wanting a place to hide this weary soul This bag of bones With all my might, but I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting, a vagabond.
choice but to believe my doubts are burning like ashes in the wind.
above everything in this world, Lord. We lift your name up, Lord. We lift your name up, Lord. Hallelujah. High above anything, any principality, and any power of this world, we lift you up, Lord. We exalt thee. We Do we exalt him? Kind of ties into Thanksgiving, doesn't it? Giving him thanks. Being so close to Thanksgiving, it'd be kind of typical to give a Thanksgiving-type, gratitude-type sermon, right? There's nothing that says we have to do that, though, right? There's no rules, no laws about it. So if you came today expecting that, well, I'm sorry, but you're in luck, actually. You're in luck. (laughs) 
we are going to be speaking a little bit about that, um, maybe with a little bit of different spin on it somewhat in the title today. It's going to be uh, Thanks Changing, Thanks Changing. Lisa walked by and saw the screen as I was typing some stuff on it. She goes, you cannot get away from that word. That word changing has been our theme. I said, no, I can't. I said, and hopefully that changes. But <laughs> so, so far it has not. Um, so we'll see what God's doing. Had something totally entirely different for a little while, but we came back and God, I think, wants this. So we're continuing on with some changes that we've been talking about. So um, continuing with that theme, maybe some of you already live this way in your daily lives. You're always giving thanks for everything. So if you're doing that, hopefully this can be maybe a little refresher or encouragement. But if you're not doing that, maybe there's some changes in ourselves that we can make. It says, we'll start with prayer and then we'll get into the first scripture. God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this opportunity to hear from you, God. I just pray that you will speak as you want to here today, God. Help us to hear what you want from us, God, and um, and for us and that we can apply it to our lives, God, and to uh, just be more like you and to uh, want to live and to uh, bring to our attention, God, um, just to remembering to give you thanks, God, in all things, Lord, the good and the bad. And I just pray that you speak here this morning as you want to in your name. Amen. All right. So in First Thessalonians uh, five sixteen through 18, and uh, we had some issues. I forgot to send a PowerPoint to the church. And so Sarah is probably not real thankful for me today because she was typing up a bunch of scriptures. And wouldn't you know it, it's a day when we had quite a few scriptures. Sometimes there's that, not that many slides, but we had quite a few today. And uh, we were trying to get them in order, and uh, it was kind of a mess. And, and, and some of these words are kind of hard to see that I, ty- that I typed out. And so we're going to see if she has a thankful heart when we get done. But if anything up there doesn't jive with what I'm saying, it's uh, probably just because we didn't quite get it right. So probably on my end. You can blame me later, but we'll see. So probably no real new ideas here. I'm sure we've heard scriptures on, on uh, Thanksgiving. We've heard sermons on Thanksgiving. Um, but uh, it's not always easy to give thanks, and it's the very thing, though, that we must do um, so we can kind of grow in God, right? If we can get this accomplished in our lives, we can move to higher, higher, I guess, levels of faith um, through God, just living by in, in a thanksgiving spirit. So here we go. Thanks living, and I believe Pastor Winchester had a sermon titled that um, in, in the last couple of years anyway, um, but that's a great word. Thanks living. That's what we want to do. Thanks, thanks living has great power to bring joy. It can break the power of the enemy. Whenever you give thanks to God, despite the most difficult circumstances, the enemy can lose a big battle in your life. When you give thanks in the midst of difficulty, you bring pleasure to God's heart. He is looking for Christians who live in that realm of praise and thanksgiving, where the enemy no longer has such easy access to hold or manipulate you. Satan is defeated when we have a thankful heart because thankfulness at all times, even during the difficult times, is a sacrifice that is pleasing to God. So are you thankful? Are you thankful for your present circumstances, what you're going through today? Are you thankful for your salvation, for your friendships, for your job, for your school? Thankfulness is a key to your life. It can be the key that turns your situation around because it changes you. Your outlook, your attitude. There is power in a thankful heart. Thanks living can bring contentment. 
Begin to thank God for all the blessings he has given you instead of just dwelling on the negative. Discontent can dry up the soul, right? Dries us up, takes us away from God. There was a, a lady named Elizabeth, Elizabeth Elliot. She was a missionary and she had lost her husband on the mission field. And she had faced multitudes of hardships, and she had this uh, quote about being content. She said, to love God is to love his will. It is to wait quietly for life to be measured by the one who knows us through and through. It is to be content with his timing and his wise apportionment. It is to follow in the steps of the master, as did Paul, who was able to say that he had learned contentment no matter what the circumstances His circumstances when he wrote that prison, no easy lesson, but great gain, which is the sum of godliness plus contentment. That scripture is found in 1 Timothy 6 and 6, but godliness with contentment is great gain. We need to look no further than the example of Jesus. He followed the will of his father right up to the very end. He obeyed even without complaint. In Philippians uh, 2, 5 through 8. Paul said that we should have that same type of attitude. It says, in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very, in very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. By becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Right? So Jesus made, um, took himself, he made nothing and, and took on the very nature of a servant. I think we talked about servanthood a little while back. He humbled himself, became obedient to the death. We also are to have that same attitude with a humble and thankful acceptance for God's will in our eyes. Right? In our lives. Not always the easy thing to do. All right, we, we don't like walking through things, but we need to be thankful in acceptance of what God has in his will. Um, Elizabeth Elliot also went on to say, Jesus loved the will of his father. He embraced the limitations, the necessities, the conditions, the very chains of his humanity as he walked and worked here on earth, fulfilling moment by moment his divine commission and the stern demands of his incarnation. Never was there a word or even a look of complaint, end of quote. So we need to offer God a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, right, daily. The Duke of Wellington was a great British military leader. He he regretted that he had not learned the secret of praise during his lifetime. He He had many great accomplishments. He even defeated Napoleon at Waterloo. He was a brilliant and demanding man. But when he was older, he realized that there were areas in his life that needed change. In his old age, a woman asked him one simple question. What would you do differently if you had your life to live over again? He thought very carefully and said, I would give more praise. That's a lesson for all of us. If we want to learn to be people of praise and thanksgiving all the days of our lives, if we could just do that, that would be a great accomplishment in our life. David said in Psalms 116 and and, uh, 17, I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. Let each of us seek to have that attitude and the gratitude and the thanksgiving rising to a new level of holiness in our lives. What are some ways 
to practice having that attitude of thankfulness? What are some things we can do? We can thank and praise God for everything in our life. Thank him for even the difficulties. Of course, it's a sacrifice to do this, but he can turn troubles to triumph through Jesus. Therefore, let us continually offer a praise of sacrifice. Praise to God, a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of the lips that confess his name, Hebrews 13, 15. What else can we do? Don't allow ourselves to complain about anything. Now, that's a tough one, isn't it? Anything. Right? We get down. We, we, we want to complain. I was uh, with a couple gentlemen this weekend working on some vehicles. <laughs> and not everything went well. <laughs> there could have been some complaining. If I was some complaining. <laughs> but... uh you know, there were some times of happiness, too, much at uh, uh, George and Beth's son's expense. But I had some of the hardest laughs I've had in quite a while um, out in that garage. Um, but a lot of it was at his expense on some <laughs> some painful things he he uh, got to, uh, I guess, enjoy this weekend. He's probably not all that happy either. But uh, but uh, we got put to the test for this. But don't allow yourselves to complain about anything, even those difficult times. Be careful. Watch your tongue. Tongue. Instead of complaining, think of ways that you can verbally offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving. And another one, don't compare yourself with others. Don't wish that your life was something different, right? God knows what's best. He knows what's best for each one of us. We just need to trust in him. The Bible says having a thankful heart is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. When we begin to thank God for what we have rather than com- comparing ourselves with others, It opens the door for God's blessings, a deeper relationship with him. That's what we all want, right? That's what we seek for. Rick Warren had a quote and said, God smiles when we praise and thank him continually. Few things feel better than receiving heartfelt praise and appreciation from someone else. God loves it too. An amazing thing happens when we offer praise and thanksgiving to God. When we give God enjoyment, our Our own hearts are filled with joy. So are we thankful no matter what? Right? We can look at a story of a man who had every right to be bitter. Probably every right to be upset and maybe down in the dumps. But he wasn't. Listen to this. It says the next footsteps in the corridor he knew might be those of the guards taking him away to his execution. His only bed was the hard cold stone floor. Of the dark, cramped prison cell. Not an hour passed when he was free from the constant irritation of the chains and the pain of the iron manacles cutting into his wrists and his legs. Separated from friends, unjustly accused, brutally treated. If ever a person had a right to complain, it was this man, languishing among almost forgotten in a harsh Roman prison. But instead of complaints, his lips rang with words of praise and thanksgiving. Who was that man? That was the Apostle Paul, a man who had learned the meaning of true thanksgiving, even in midst of adversity. Earlier, when he had been imprisoned in Rome, Paul wrote in Ephesians 5, he wrote, Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Think of that. Always giving thanks for everything. Right? No matter the circumstances. Thanksgiving for the Apostle Paul was not a once a year celebration. 
He, he lived that daily. We must not allow a spirit of ingratitude to harden our heart and chill our relationship with God and also with others. Um, there's a quote by Billy Graham. I think we get that one. It might be up there. It says, Thanksgiving, the giving of thanks to God for all his blessings should be one of the most distinctive marks of the believer in Jesus Christ. We must not allow a spirit of ingratitude to harden our heart and chill our relationship with God and with others. There's people who like to be uh, like kind of going around being maybe grumpy, ungrateful, pouty. Right? I'm sure we probably probably all know someone who's like that. They just kind of live down there. I don't know what they like about that, but there is people like that. I won't ask anyone here, you know, if, if they know someone like that. I won't ask anyone here if you're like someone like that. I mean, you can raise your hand if you want, or if you're like that yourselves. I definitely won't ask you to, to raise your hand if you're sitting next to someone who's like that. But, uh, <laughs> uh-oh, I saw a hand. <laughs> but you, you uh, right, we know people like that. Um, but nothing turns us like into those bitter, selfish, dissatisfied people more greatly than the ungrateful heart. We have to watch out for that. Nothing can do more to restore contentment and joy of our salvation, though, than the true spirit of thankfulness, thanking God. In the ancient world, leprosy was a terrible disease. It hopelessly defigured those who had it, permanently cut them off from normal society. Without exception, every leper would learn for one thing. They wanted to be healed. You probably know the story that one day the ten leopards approached uh, Jesus outside of a village. They were pleading with him to heal them. And in an instant, what did he do? He restored them. He restored them to perfect health. But in the story, it tells us that only one of those came back and thanked him. Their minds were preoccupied only with themselves. They were gripped with a spirit of ingratitude. Today, too much of that ingratitude and thanklessness is far too common. Right? Children forget to thank their parents. For all the things that they do. Common courtesy is definitely missing in a lot of the world today. We take for granted the ways that others help us. And above all, we, we fail to thank God for all of his blessings. Ingratitude is a sin. Just as surely as is lying and stealing or immorality. It is condemned by the Bible. One of the Bible indictments against rebellious humanity is found in Romans 1.21. Although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. It was an ungrateful heart. And an ungrateful heart is a heart that is cold toward God. It's indifferent to his mercy, to his love. It's a heart that has forgotten how dependent that we are on God for everything in our lives. From one end of the Bible to the other, we are commanded to be thankful. In fact, thankfulness is the natural outflowing of the heart. In a heart that is in tune with God's. And we find in Psalms 147 and 7. Said sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. In Colossians 3 and 5. It starts with be thankful. Right? There's a spirit of thanksgiving. It's always the mark of a joyous Christian. Have you ever been around that person that just seems happy all the time? There are some of them out there. They're living. They're walking with God. They got that constant joy in their heart. That's, that's what we all need to strive to be. It's impossible to have a relationship with God and not have a spirit of thanksgiving. 
He saved you from your sins. Why should we be thankful? Because God has blessed us. We should always be thankful for all the blessings and most of all the salvation. Thank God for the material blessings that you have as well. We seem never to be satisfied with what we have, rich, poor, healthy, sick. But what a difference it makes when we actually realize that everything we have has been given to us by God. First Chronicles 29, King David prayed, Wealth and honor come from you. We give you thanks and praise your glorious name. Everything comes from you. A person wrote some years ago, I visited a man who was wealthy and successful. He was the envy of all of his friends and all of his business associates. But as we talked, he broke down in tears, confessing that he was miserable on, in, on the inside. Wealth had not been able to fill the empty place in his heart. A few hours later, I visited another man only a short distance away. His cottage was humble. He had almost nothing in the way of the worldly possessions, and yet his face was radiant as he told me about the work he was doing for Christ and how Christ had filled his life with a meaning and a purpose. I am convinced that the second man was really the rich man. Although he did not have much, he had learned to be thankful for everything that God had given him. Paul declared in Philippians, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. A spirit of thankfulness can make all the difference. Are you constantly preoccupied with what you do not have? Have you learned to be thankful to God for what you do have? Thank God for the people in your life. It's so easy to take for granted or even sometimes complain or become angry that we do not that people maybe do not meet our every wish, what, what we think they should do. But we need to give thanks for those around us, our spouses, our children, our friends, our relatives, even our bosses, those that we work around, those that uh, are there uh, um, helping us each day. A preacher wrote, I once received a letter from a woman who began by telling me how fortunate she was to have such a kind and considerate husband. She then used the next four pages to list all of his thought, his faults. <laughs> How many marriages and other relationships go cold or eventually even shatter just because of the sin of ingratitude, taking one another for granted? Do you let others know that you appreciate them, that you're thankful for them? The Christians in Corinth were far from perfect. In 1 Corinthians, Paul began his letter by saying... I always thank God for you. That's how Paul started that letter when writing that, that group. That was in 1 Corinthians uh, 4, or 1 and 4. When a group of believers whom Paul, many who had never even met, came out to greet him as he approached Rome, we read in uh, Acts 28, it says, At the sight of these men, Paul thanked God and was encouraged. He stopped and he thanked God. Can you thank God for those who, who uh, were touching his life? Do we take a moment to thank God in our lives? Thank God in the midst of trials and persecution. We draw back from difficulties, yet not one of us is exempt from some kind of trouble. Can we get an amen on that one? Right? We all get into trouble, have trouble in our lives. In many parts of the world, 
And it's even dangerous just to be a Christian because of the persecution they go through. But yet in the midst of all the trials that we go through, we can thank God because we know he has promised to be with us. He has promised to help us. We know that he can use times of suffering actually to even draw us closer to him. In James 1, 2, and 3, it says, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Right? That's a scripture that's often used. Um, it's it's not, a, not one that's easy, right? Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials. Right. We get we, we should be getting excited and happy when we walk through those trials Isn't that tough to do when the prophet Daniel learned that the evil men were plotting against him to destroy him in Daniel six and ten. It says he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God just as he had done before. So take a second and think about that. What did he do when he found out that people were going to kill him? What would you do if you found out your neighbor was going to be plotting to kill you? You think the first thing you'd do is get down on your knees and thank, thank God? <laughs> well, thank God. These people are trying to kill me. Probably not, right? But what did he do? He gave thanks to God. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Paul declared... You will even be able to thank God in the midst of pain and distress because you are privileged to share the lot of those who are living in the light. That's in Colossians 1 and 12. So I don't know what trials you might be facing right now, but God does. He loves you. He is with you. He has sent the Holy Spirit to walk with you. Cultivate a spirit of thankfulness even in the midst of all the trials and headaches that we go through. And always thank God, especially for his salvation in Christ Jesus. God has given us the greatest gift of all, his son. He died on the cross, rose again, so that we can know him personally and spend eternity with him in heaven. In Second Corinthians, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. The Bible tells us we are separated from God because we have sinned. But God loves us. He wants us to be a part of his family forever. He loves us so much he sent his only son into the world to die as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. All we need to do is reach out in faith and accept Christ as our Savior and Lord. And of course, John 3:16, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Have you opened your heart to Jesus Christ? If not, Turn to him with the simple prayer of repentance and faith. Thank him for what he has done for you. If you do know Christ, how long has it been since you thanked him for salvation? Something we should not take for granted. We should not let one day go by without thanking God for his mercy and his grace to us in Christ Jesus. Thank God for his continued presence and power in our lives. When we come to Christ, it's not the end. But it's actually just the beginning, the beginning of a whole new life. He is with us. He wants to help us follow him. And he wants wants us to not just follow him, but to live his word. In ourselves, we do not have the strength that we need to live the way God wants us to live. But when we turn to him, we discover 
that in Philippians it says, It is God who works in us to will and to act according to his good purpose. Jesus promised his disciples in Matthew 28, All authority in heaven and on earth has, has been given to me. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. You know, in many countries, it's not just our countries, they have a day set aside once a year for, thanks, for Thanksgiving. But for the Christian, every day should be Thanksgiving. In Ephesians 5 and 20, it says, Always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So not just in some of the things, but we are to thank him in everything. Just, I'm going to let you stay seated We'll have a closing prayer here in a moment. Then I'm, I think I'm going to read something to you um, to close the sermon. But just as we give this uh, closing prayer, think about yourself. Open your heart to changes if you need to make them to be more thankful. Right? Not just thankful for the people around us, which we should do that as well. But we need to be thankful to God as well at all times. And uh, so just help God. ask God to help open our hearts. To be able to to see him even through the trials and the difficulties and, and and to have joy when when things aren't going well. It's it's so difficult to do, you know, when when you're going through trouble. It's easier to pray for other people when they're going through their problems, right? But when we're going through the problems, it's sometimes it's hard to think about God. Um, um, you think about somebody else and what they're going through. You might even pray for them. You might tell them, you know, you need to pray. But when we're going through it, a lot of times we don't think that way. It's how do I solve this problem? What do I do? And if we would just be like Daniel and get down on our knees and, and thank God and uh, give it to God, right? Because he's there walking with us. So let's pray. God, we come to you at this time, Lord, just praying, God, for a, a spirit of thanksgiving, Lord, in our in our daily lives, God, of each one of us, that we can just remember, Lord, to, uh, to take time to give give thanks to you, God, and to uh, for all the many things you do, God, for the salvation, Lord, and for walking with us, and that we could just realize, Lord, that you are there with us through our trials, God, through our troubles, and God, when when the enemy is attacking us, Lord, if we would just uh, get that heart of thanksgiving to you, Lord, that that um, it would help God to um, focus our eyes upon you, Lord, and to uh, know of your truths, God, and that you would just help us to remember, God, your scriptures, Lord, and uh, know that we we have you there on our side, God, walking through it, Lord, and just help us to be um Give more gratitude, God, and to just uh, live in the way that you want us to, God. And we, we thank you for all the things that you do for us, Lord, in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. So uh, I was going to I heard this the other day and I looked it up. And, and you know, when we hear about Thanksgiving, um, a lot of times, I guess, what is it, the pilgrims and coming over. But this is the proclamation gave in 1863 by Abraham Lincoln. I found it interesting. Maybe you'll find it interesting. Um, but he gave this proclamation um, when he put uh, Thanksgiving in as a holiday. So it says, The year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with all the blessings of the fruitful fields and, health, and healthful skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come. Others have been added, which are so extraordinarily a nature. 
that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart, which is habitually insensitive to the ever watchful providence of Almighty God. In the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and to provoke their aggression, peace has been preserved with all nations. Order has been maintained, the laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict. While, there, while that theater has been greatly contracted by the advancing armies and navies of the Union, needful diversions of wealth and of strength from the fields of peaceful industry to the national defense have not arrested the plow, the shuttle, or the ship. The axe has enlarged the borders of our settlements, and the mines, as well of iron and coal as the precious metals, have yielded even more abundantly than heretofore. Population has steadily increased, notwithstanding the waste that has been made in the camp, the siege of the battlefield, and the country. Rejoicing in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor is permitted to expect continuance of years with large increase of freedom. No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the precious, or they are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed it has seemed me fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do there there I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. I and I also recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him for such singular deliverances and blessings, they do also with humble penitence for our national perspective. <laughs> perverseness and disobedience commend to his tender care all those who have become widows orphans mourners or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged and fervently implore the interposition of the almighty hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. Wow. President Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> uh, 18, 1863, October 3rd. October 3rd, eight, 1863, yeah. It's just something, the language they use there from, from the leader of the country. <laughs> well, yep. Yep, he did. And he... Mm-hmm. And he said, even though you have lost loved ones and you are in mourning, or you have 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A little uh, definitely a different time, different wording. We don't quite speak like that. But uh, given all the thanks, wouldn't it be nice to have leaders that gave the thanks to God like that? And wrote that today. <laughs> what a different country it would be. <laughs> you can all stand. Um, come back next week and, and uh, Wednesday night. If you're Wednesday night's the worship time singing here and then next Sunday. And uh, not sure who to announce as the speaker, so you'll just have to come in and be surprised next week. And uh, we'll, we'll go from there. But God bless you. Oh, thank you. Thank you.